HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right. Speaking of the low-hanging fruit of the literati, we are reaching new glows today. <laughs> we are congratulating Mike Edison on the publication of his second book. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirty, dirty, clap, clap, dirty. Clap. Dirty, dirty, dirty. And also, Judy, today is our 20th show. That's beautiful. It's amazing. They said it wouldn't last. If it were a child, it would, I don't know. Still <laughs> it would have, two, it would have two heads and frisbees for arms. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is part of the Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Tour. I'm like so excited. And our guests today are two former screw editors, my uh, uh, colleagues and friends, Ivan Lerner, and the, last, the world's last great pornographer, Chip Maloney. I love, I love the Chip <laughs> chapter. Wow. I did too. <laughs> Chip, is it, are you really doing pornography with your pants off these days? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I sit on a hoppity ball. I actually do have that for a seat. That's yeah. good. So, I saw that in a movie. Because you need yeah. it for your hemorrhoids. Yeah, you do actually. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a donut wow. pillow. Yeah, no, he no, needs beyond yeah, it's a donut place. pillow. We're, we're, we're right into it today. You're yes, starting so. a new line of uh, magazines about your hemorrhoids, right? <laughs> you know, I'm the looking final out frontier. in this restaurant. I see only one chick I would bang in the whole place. <laughs> oh, come on. 
You know what? Yeah. Oh, you can't see this table over here because there's a there's a whole multi culty crew over here. There's so many cute girls. Oh, it's like a it's like a It's the whole fashion institute technology sophomore class. When's the last time you got laid? As a pornographer, probably like never. Um, I think Wang Chung was still on the charts. <laughs> Everybody that, pull your wang yeah, chung tonight. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, yeah. That's why I do what I do. Get the free passwords for the porn sites. So there is there is there life after screw? That's what we're here to discuss today. Is there life after pornography? Of course, you're still neck deep in the shit. Yeah, still, you are the last one standing or we ha- sitting we on your hoppity ball. Yeah, it's not as good as it used to be. It's not as fun, but you know it. It's it serves its purpose. It it's uh, distilled down into just like you know where you used to have like a couple of three four people working on a magazine now it's like one guy doing like five titles and i'm doing it at home Are you so, doing the incest rag still doing the incest rags <laughs> yeah, just actually got two of those dudes this week. special rags. daddy love yeah, special daddy love metatag Med- incest i love the the titles though the, the cover lines are the best they are no though. daddy it wasn't a dream those, those <laughs> are my favorite things to think up you the, the other day the other day i, I was doing over 50 and I just I came oh, up with a over new fifty, one. ladies and gentlemen. Over fifty <laughs> yeah. is the name of a magazine for a specific niche market. Also, by the Very way, you also do also told you over forty, over forty, over fifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what about over sixty or seventy? But, you know, I put as old as I can get in over fifty because right. there is no over. We did have a sixty-nine-year-old woman. I put on the cover line. I thought this was a good one. This was like Monday or Tuesday. I came up with uh, nymphomania or dementia. Your call. <laughs> and that was on the banner. You know, so. Speaking, speaking of uh, dementia, um, we're going to talk about um, my old friend and uh, your guy's former employer. I was never actually an employee of uh, Screw All. I'm not under Al. I mean, I was the editor, you know, in the, the post-Al regime, right. but I had written for them, you know, for years, and right. Al and I were, were friends. But you guys actually kept the lights on with paychecks signed There's by the man coming out of Ivan's ears. <laughs> well, you know, well, here's I, the thing. Let's, well, just, let's just set this up for uh, everybody in Radioland. Ivan hates Al Goldstein. Chip, on the other hand, yeah, adores him. I learned a lot from Al. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, for me, being from Oklahoma, I'm not a sophisto from New York like all you guys are. <laughs> yeah. You know, so goddamn Dust Bowl, yeah. Oki. I goddamn it. You're derivative. Everything you say is, is somebody else's. Uh, oh, here we are, dueling Goldsteins. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, next time you look for your penis, make sure to buy the Van de Graaff Observatory to try to find it because it is that tiny. <laughs> And get some really micro uh, tweezers because <laughs> I get to tell you oh. that uh, you are probably the most horrific I'm little, your ass tiny, the gold uh, scene tiny pretty fat. little creep around. You're so, you're so fat. It, uh, it, uh, last time I tried to swerve to avoid hitting you in the street, my car ran out of gas. And, uh, <laughs> um, what do you think about that, you goddamn four-eyed little peckerwood shit heel? I got almighty. You do not have one television, and I have 412 televisions that I've never even turned on. I I remember uh, the the account told me I had nine cell phone accounts that I was paying on. I only have one phone. All right, we got to put this into some context. I mean, the truth is, um, my my book, which we are um, pooted away talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, his book is so darn good. You all have to go out and buy it. Buy buy three or four copies and eat them with your donuts in the morning. Mm. Um, But it's a great read. Thank you, Ivan. Yep, yep. Great book. I'm buying four and handing them out for Christmas gifts. Get off my deck for a second. So we can just put this into some context here. This is awesome. You know, know, this this show makes me miss Midnight Blue. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got 
to be on it a couple of times. I, I really enjoyed it. I love it. It was one of the proudest moments of my entire career. When I was, this is when I was um, the publisher of High Times. I was in Midnight Blue. Right. And we need to put yeah. this into some context because one thing, um, the book is about like the history of men's magazines. It's 60 years on the newsstand, basically from Eisenhower to Clinton, which is Hefner, Bob Guccione. Larry Flint and Hustler, of course, and Al Goldstein. But Al is like the least known, at least nationally. Everybody in New York knows him because he turned on the cable TV and there he was like, you know, ripping a new asshole from some guy. Who sold Fuck him. you, Mark. <laughs> some guy who sold him a lemon TV. Uh, the guy, there's a guy who has a hot dog stand at the corner of 23rd Street and 8th Avenue. And I swear to God, those hot dogs are like goddamn rat penises wrapped up in goddamn Korean uh, chewy toys. We're definitely I having these guys back. I hate them. Fuck you. But David Letterman, he never never keeps his word. He's a, he's a bad Jew. He gives the rest of us a bad name. We, we had a weight-losing contest, and I won, and he wouldn't give me $5,000. David's cookies. I'm don't buy them. They're poison. They're full of poison. They're full of this. poison. For people who don't know Al Goldstein Screw Magazine, um, I mean, the, the truth is, now listen, guys. I mean, honestly, Al... Al is a is a hero, right? He's a me. First Amendment warrior to you. I mean, I know Ivan hates him. I, mean, I watched him well, go down in flames. You keep on saying I hate him. In I keep on saying it because court. you keep saying it. I saw Al Goldstein in the hospital last week. The guy's withered away to nothing. It's like oh, no, this hard, it's, like, it's like a bad scene over there. But if you hate so somebody, they don't and get Ivan's like, <laughs> yeah, look at him laughing he, over here. Like, he brought new hey, dancing look, shoes for the like, for the funeral. It looks like a David Cronenberg movie over there at the VA <laughs> with uh, Al, you know, with his guts all out and everything. And on and, Tuesday, uh, we'll kick. What <laughs> <laughs> orange pop and cake? The um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, to know. but uh, we used to do that. All these I, jokes, uh, uh, the, yeah. the dead ringer thing. Yeah. yeah. On Monday, we kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauded on Sunday, and Monday we kick. I loved but, all uh, the years I was writing for Screw. I, I learned a lot from him. It's just like make a circus out of everything. When I see him get sued, and I go to court with him, and this and that. And I'd see him just make a joke out of the whole thing. And he walks in with, like, prison stripes and a plastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ball and chain. And the guards are laughing. Everybody's laughing. Nobody's taking anything seriously. The judge comes out. You make a buffoon out of him. You got all the news agents. Except, there. I'll tell you what, last time, last, you were last there. trial. You were there. Well, the last trial, which unfortunately was not a First Amendment trial. No, it was, it was, just it was him, like, it was harassment of yeah. his secretary and his ex-wife. And that, that's where... You know, the ball really rolled off the cliff with, with Al. But yeah, he was there with his prison stripes and thing. But you know who was like there? Grandpa Munster, was, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, like character witnesses. You want, <laughs> you want those two jackasses had, had, standing had, up for you? He had you? so many people who, who were going to like stand up for him. Like really qualified people. He had guys from the ACLU, uh, the NYCLU, and he chose Grandpa Munster. Grandpa Munster. Seriously. Gilbert Gottfried. I talked to his lawyer. Yeah, and Gilbert Gottfried. This is who Al wants. And, and, and Al, Al um, Lewis, Grandpa Al Lewis. How about that? He's on the stand. And, and like, how old are you? And he's like, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And then Al says, he was five when the Titanic went down. He's so fucking old. And then he's like, I was on a show called Car 54, where are you? And then the judge is like, stick to the, stick to the story. And, and, but, but you know what? That trial was such a circus. And But you know who was there? This and was like, he did. He orchestrated the circus and made it ridiculous. Well, he, he's, which he was expert at, of course. That's, but who was there, which was, for me, like a big moment, was Jimmy Breslin. Breslin. Who was, who was one of my heroes. Sure. And a guy I learned a lot about writing from just reading his column. And Jimmy sure. Breslin's probably the greatest reporter in the history of New York City. I mean, this guy could find a story just falling out of bed. And I you think know, for him to show up was and for him to be there, not only did he show up, you know, and for, it was a thrill 
thrilled for me. He called in the story, right, from a phone booth. It was like the front Ooh. page, you know. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, was, yeah. I, was, I was talking to him, and he was very nice to me. And, and he um, goes, wait a second, kid. I got I to I gotta call this <laughs> in. And he puts a quarter in the pay phone. No, it was like Dateline, the courthouse. That's exactly. He goes, and he just says, copy. Give me copy. Give me copy. And that's what it was. Like, Dateline, date, date Brooklyn, courtroom, Al Goldstein. It was awesome. It was like watching like Jimmy Page lay down a guitar solo. You yeah, know? Right, that's, how, right. that's how hot it was for me. But here's what Breslin said, though. He said, there are four people, four people, three people, but who we really owe for freedom of speech. And it's Larry Flint, Lenny Bruce, Ralph Ginsburg, and Al Goldstein, the four mm-hmm. people we really owe a debt to. And he says, you may not want to hang out with them, but you fucking owe them. And he was dressing down every reporter there who thought that Al was a joke. And he said, no, you have a job because of him. That's, that's Jimmy true. That's absolutely, I think that's true. You know, even Larry said at Al's 30th uh, anniversary party when he came to do the, the speech there, he gave him a little bit mm-hmm. of a... He said, I gotta tell you, Al Goldstein is the greatest human being that ever slithered out of a woman's filth. I gotta tell you, Larry, Larry, Larry was nice enough um, to give me some time and uh, invited me up to his office to talk to him. Talk to him about my book, and the first thing he says, "Yeah, I can." Yeah. <laughs> like Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, Edward G. Robinson say. with a stroke. <laughs> yeah. 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 He goes, with, with, whenever I the whole secret Larry, of Hustler was that he stole everything from Screw. Yeah, he was, and he said that too at the thing. He said, "He, he said, said I owe everything to Larry uh, to to Al," and uh, I was surprised. I was no, he says it. He told me, "Yeah, the secret is to plagiarize," <laughs> and I took it from Goldstein. Al's a very misunderstood guy. No, Larry loves him. Of course, Al now hates Larry because Al is broke and called Larry for. Job, Larry Why said. haven't you given me any money, you roller skating, rolling around gold, <laughs> gold wheelchair fucking prick? Uh, you have uh, $17,000 that you shit out your ass every hour on the hour, and you need to give me some money because, God damn it, I am in the VA hospital in Queens rotting away! Now, now both of you guys were um, ghostwriters for Al, right? Both of you guys um, wrote yes. the Fuck You page and uh, stuff that got turned into like yeah. Rants Rants. The Fuck You page? Tell me more about the Fuck You well, page. Well, if I can jump in. Uh, and interrupt you. Jump, Ivan, jump. Ah! Um, the thing that always drove me nuts was, like, for some reason, I took it quasi-seriously. And so I, like, Al's mental gymnast, he'd be like, Ivan, oh, God almighty, I saw Giuliani on TV in drag. So I need you to have an editorial about him in drag with, uh, make sure to have Harvey Kurtzman's <gasps> Superman parody from Mad Number 23 in 1952 involved. And by the way, the, the, the USS uh, Pueblo incident in Korea, uh, you have to have that you included because I, because I won the Congressional <gasps> Medal of Honor in Korea. Don't you forget that for taking photographs I, I, of, of Jackie Onassis. This is good. Um, and, not only did did Al take pictures of Jackie Onassis, this is good. But not saying, in Korea. No, not in Korea. Well, in Pakistan. But he. But no, he was a legit journalist. He was yes. um, of, of these guys: Hefner, um, Guccione, Flint, and, and Goldstein. He was a legitimate journalist. Al, you know, he was a photographer. He went uh, with a press corps to Pakistan, take pictures yeah, of Jackie O, and then later picture, put pictures of her, of her Gooch. Thank you. <laughs> Um, which you know, I mean, Hustler, you know, Hustler is famous for that, but people forget that those pictures were another example of plagiarism. It was in Screw first. first. Al well, ran the pictures first, it, and then Larry bought them. Hefner and Guccione wouldn't touch them. Flint is a great businessman. We awesome. Cannot, we cannot discount this in any way, shape, or form. Larry Flint is probably one of the best, gosh darn, publishing businessmen around. And he, the, what's wonderful about Flint is that he will. Like, he had a skateboard magazine, and he had horror magazines, and he had weird alternative film culture magazines, and he lets them go, and it's like, okay, I I, I trust you enough to do this, but if you don't sell 
If you don't sell, if the number, like, as you can go to, you can send it to hell in a handcart <laughs> as long as you're selling. The minute you don't sell, the minute you're it's, like, you're below 17,000. Well, that's, that's the Myron you're Fast shit out of a goose. theory of, of magazine publishing. Sure. You but, know, you know for Myron, Myron Fast, who Al actually worked for, like, Hefner worked for Esquire. But, 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 and, wait, and but Al worked but, for Myron but, Fast, but, who's the biggest hang on a bag in the history did of fast, magazine publishing. Did Fast do, like, I mean, because, like, that was just like, because, because, 20,000 was a magic number. 20,000 was, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Did Fast do like like because Split would do like show. skateboard magazines? <laughs> Did like Fast? Because all I know about Fast is like girly stuff. Did he? Do- no, he, no, he did. He did um all these knockoff magazines. Like when Star Wars came out, he, oh, did, he okay. did a movie called like Star Clones. He oh, did okay. Fifth Encounters okay, of the First right, Kind magazine. Right. When Jaws was I'm, big, he did I'm Shark sorry Attack. I said shut Sh- up. Sharks Alive. What is this? The fucking apology? This our, that was our Oprah moment, everybody. I'm really sorry, Mike, and my tears are real. <laughs> no, Fast was the best because he didn't do skin magazines. Right. My favorite was Flick because if you looked at the logo type, it looked like fuck unless you got close up. <laughs> yeah, I know you write about that, and I really wish I had seen that when I was a kid. But he was—I he, mean, he did all these JFK assassination magazines, Beatles one shots, Elvis one shots. You know, he did when punk when he did punk rock when John Holmes was doing punk magazine. Fast knocked it off and made it punk rock at the same time he was doing acid rock by the same crew of people and the amazing thing is they all locked authentic I mean the, it was like the acid rock magazine looked like it was like made by acid casualties and the punk rock magazine looked like it was made by retarded people as it should have been and it was all the same people just like were just punk ch- magazine just chunking the shit out but 20,000 was the magic number so yeah. 20,000 it stays in the stands 20,000 move less than that move on exactly Yep. And uh, yeah, two four zeros, I think, man. I think the reason Al was never as famous as Larry was because he was local. He just was tri-state area. I think he had a little half-ass. Yeah, and he had a little half-ass deal with Fawcett. I think to distribute nationally, and then he fucked that it up. It was national screw, but on uh, the country's not. The country wasn't ready for a Jew like Al Goldstein. No, Let's but William it. Paley's owned. I guess Fawcett, and then he pissed all over his daughter on some editorial <laughs> on Midnight Blue. Well, this is what Al specializes yeah. in. It's like really biting the hand. Yeah, he doesn't know. I guess. Yeah, just, I haven't yeah, met the you, bridge. I haven't liked to burn. I like that. You do your homework. Do your homework. I used to say that all the time. God damn it! Don't they teach you anything in that goddamn Oklahoma horror show that you call a home? Well, Al always said that Screw was successful. Your father's dead. I'd like to have sex with your mother. Can I have sex with your mother? Al always said that Screw was successful, not because of him but in spite of him. That's true. And he was the first guy to say that when he was losing it all. I mean, it was weird. He was like so... He just had giving it, it up. I mean, he, he just did. rolled he had it over. cornered when he was the only one in the world doing hooker ads, and then the New Yorker and all these other. You got a fucking hooker ad in the, in the yellow pages yeah. now. Now, yeah. You know, I mean, being, be, being beaten one, by man. the internet is one thing, but the fucking phone book, right? That's <laughs> gotta hurt. I had does get beaten by a phone it's, book. It's it does yellow hurt. pages in more ways than one. Oh. How's it going over there, Judy? <laughs> uh, I'm just observing. It's your show, Mike. <laughs> Hi Judy, how are you? Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about getting like like fitted for bras like last week. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but we should take a break. So, take a break. so, so Trisha and I can recover. Um, uh, here in the studio with us also is Trisha uh, McLaughlin, who's the genius who did uh, the three D book trailer for uh, Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. The best book trailer I've yeah, ever that seen was cool. by I saw far. That. And um, awesome. you can get free glasses to see in three D. It's Good at mikeedison.com. But uh, Jack, why don't we roll uh, the trailer? Let's hear the audio. It's pretty suave. Dirty, dirty, dirty. The new book by Mike Edison. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Of playboys, pigs, and penthouse paupers. An American tale of sex and wonder. Dirty, dirty, dirty. The hilarious and shocking, never before told story of four men who define sex on the newsstand. 
who broke down the final frontiers of free speech and unbridled lust. Discover the filth and fury of Al Goldstein and Screw Magazine. Gasp in horror at the attempted assassination of Larry Flint. Payback for a life in porn. Witness his remarkable comeback to become the sex king of Beverly Hills. Marvel at the untold story of penthouse publisher Bob Guccione, one of the richest men in the world who lost it all. And revealed for the first time the dark secrets of Hugh Hefner and his secret double life. Ripping the sheets off an American tradition. No punches have been pulled. No holds barred in this high-speed tale of sex in the centerfold. Special guests, Lenny Bruce, John Lennon, Dorothy Stratton, Ronald Reagan and the Moral Majority, and the staff of Mad Magazine. Dirty, 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 dirty of Playboys, Pigs, and Penthouse Poppers, an American tale of sex and wonder. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Coming soon, wherever books are sold. That was our dirty, dirty, dirty commercial. We're here on a special 20th anniversary edition. I got stretch marks on my titty older than 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) And we should say once again, we're on the Heritage Radio Network broadcasting from Bushwick, Brooklyn, behind Roberta's Restaurant. Mike Edison here with Judy McGuire and our guest today, Chip Maloney and Ivan Lerner. And uh, Trisha McLaughlin here in the studio with us as well. Yay. But we couldn't afford a mic for her. <laughs> but she will get some discount pork chops if she plays her cards right. Uh, Mike, I'm loving your book. I'm not all the way through. I skipped ahead and read the chip chapter, of yeah. course. That's the only one you need to read. <laughs> the chip really does have the final word in the book. You really do have the last word. I do. I like the way you, you handled it. Too. <laughs> I like the way you handled me all those years. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I wanted well, to talk know. to you people about is there's a line in here. You people? Yeah. You people. You people. What, 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 what the hell is that supposed to mean? Low life. Low life. That's what it means. Low life. Like you said, I won't hang out with you, but I'll take your money. You can pay for lunch. You're about the same way Chip would gripe about handling Mike's nuts. I have written poor. I wrote for Mike's magazine uh, Climax with the, the triple-coated oh, yeah, white that. clean uh, centerfold. Climax. So I'm not putting myself. <laughs> That's right. This. They fucking lacquered that. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could use it over yeah. and over again. And I was there at Ground Zero for many of porn's greatest, you know, Innovations. inventions. I mean, don't forget yeah. I mean, Ruderman, Ruderman the guy we worked for, was a complete right. scumbag. Oh, yeah. But don't forget, he invented or at least stole the idea for phone sex. He I mean, did. He, well, no, he owned he a lot of those lines. He invented. Phone sex. Yeah. So became Carl Ruderman, Ruderman oh, complete yeah, douchebag, yeah. secret pornographer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who Larry Flint later made asshole of the month right. and hustler, right. and actually put a bounty on him. He offered five hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. to find a picture of this dirtbag because Ruderman's whole thing was, you know, he had this Tony he, place in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, you know, his biggest problem was landing his helicopter in his backyard. His right. neighbors didn't go for that. Well, his much. neighbors were Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas because yeah. my uncle lives right behind them, and they were actually complaining more than anybody else. Right, so, but he was uh, the secret you know. pornographer, which Larry never yeah. really accepted because right. that's you know that, that's the whole thing. Bullshit, man. Had like, I you know, know, he's making a p- pile of bread off of spread beavers and yeah. titties and shit. And he's High like, society. oh, I'm actually a businessman. Oh, I mean, exactly. I mean it'd be need, one thing if he was a homes. mafia guy and who was like, yeah. no, I just run a dry cleaning business. I do not know anything about this toxic I'm a, I'm waste of dead bodies. I'm a plumber. Right, I'm a plumber. But, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just horse shit. You know, it's just like, it's cowardice and it's 
uh, yeah. uh, um, d- divisiveness in yourself. He's like, I, okay, I hate myself. Okay, uh, talk about cowardice and divisiveness in, in yourself. Mm-hmm. And the guy that the guy that really gets the hatchet in, in Dirty, Dirty, Dirty is Hugh Hefner oh. because you talk about divisiveness, <laughs> you know, and, and cowardice. I mean, here's a guy who's bi curious to say the least. And I mean, I mean, Judy, what would you think if I came to the show wearing my slippers and pajamas? I'd say that's the last stop on Straight Street. I, no, actually, I would think you had a sleepover date in the neighborhood, and that's probably yeah. The it's a walk of shame. You know, there's no, there is no walk of shame. Pride I understood of that. pride. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I got laid last night. Woo, I used woo. to say, I, 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 Hugh Hefner didn't let my son in the movie night. And then he wouldn't let he wouldn't let Jordan do his magic trick. The fucked up thing with Hefner is Hefner made Hefner sucking John Holmes's cock one time. Oh my god! Then the vaccine rabies that was floating. It's the Ivan and Chip show. Can you believe we were thinking about trying to get Al to call in? <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> Who needs it? Al's here. The thing is, Hefner made Al us. a national star, right? Because Al was like this big star in New York, and he was winning all these First Amendment cases, and it was kind of a big deal. And Hefner put Al in Playboy with an interview and put him on the national map. But the problem was, it said, Playboy talks to, and it said in parentheses, Ugh. Al Goldstein. It was, you know, which is like, you know, you know, Hef's thing. He invites you to your party, and then he insults you. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Hef's got to be sitting on, on top of everything. He's a control freak. So, the weird thing about Hefner, too, I always say, he only dates employees. He only dates yeah. playmates. Yeah. All these girls are on the fucking payroll. Yeah. He can't leave his fucking mansion to, like, oh, meet God, a girl. At least Al that. Goldstein, mm-hmm. you know, who's dating, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, a film actress, okay, but, yeah. you know, B-movie B- actress. But when he went out, literary agents and lawyers. This, I found this right. lawyer behind yeah, sure. the trash cans hey. outside of uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, oh, but seriously, though, like, Larry Flint, you know, with Althea, he put her in a position of great responsibility to Hustler. Bob Guccione, for all his faults, put his wife, Kathy Keaton, in a High position of responsibility, an executive uh, job at Penthouse as advertising director, which she did very well at, of course. Right. Um, but but Hefner, he like fucks these like negative stereotype enforcing bimbozoids and tells me this is the best that that gender has to offer. Can, it's can, bullshit. Can I interrupt? Actually, wow, in a, in that's a very feminine and positive. I think. You well, know, here's and this ties so in actually with what's going on here. But we like one, we one like we like I, chicks. One well, thing I, I, I love about with, your uh, book, Mike, is that you bring up Helen Gurley Brown and the whole. Um, Gosh darn it! Now I can't even remember what was her uh, sex in the single girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know what? That did more for the sexual revolution than a, a thousand Hefners could. Well, this is why because because, because women because have guys to agree to have sex with you, right? Guys, you know what? I can have as many Maseratis as Jesus, and it's not going to do anything unless. The chicks involved are like, you know, well, okay, you know, I will uh, put out for him before he uh, marries me, uh, you know. And so H- Helly Ger- Helen Gurley Brown deserves wow. praise, and you give it to her. And absolutely, I, I do like her message. It's very simple, to be sexy, feel sexy. That's I, all. And you also believe that Hefner hates women. He fucking hates girls. He yeah, hates women. Yes, it's uh, fucking palpable. He looks down at them. He does not see them equal as created by God. I mean, it's just crazy the way he views women. And then he wants to take credit for starting the sexual revolution, for winning the sexual revolution. Hey, dude, you don't liberate women by putting bunny tails and rabbit ears on them. It's not how it goes. That's why I'm so down on F, because it's just bullshit. It's this duplicity of like, hey, I... I won the civil rights you know, war. I, won, I liberated women to have sex. And his whole thing. Meanwhile, you know, have you seen his TV show? I mean, you know, yeah, that's very liberating, one? right? And the fucked up thing is that what, that business is in such show? bad shape. Um, Wait, the old one or the new one? The, the current, oh, the current one, the current one. I didn't oh, know the, he had the, a new the girls one, next no. door. The oh, girls, girls, the girls oh, next door. It's on the okay. It's on life. It's on Lifetime. Lifetime for the network for women because men don't even care. I don't know. For women, yeah. Judy. It's for women, Judy. Don't you watch that? Is that yeah. what you do? I because have, it's I a lesson for women. You don't that watch you Lifetime like, movies? Because it is for like women, Judy. Stranger in my period. bed with Joanna Kearns. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna Capula in You Are Not Mine. No, all, and all his women look exactly alike. They're all blonde, yeah, blue-eyed right. Aryan princesses Fuck with dolls. giant There's nothing wrong with boots. the Aryan women. You just have to know how to properly <laughs> I, uh, influence the Luftwaffe. Listen, I asked uh, Leona Helms there to take one time. I mean, and her goddamn ago. dogs she, tried to bite she me. She said no. <laughs> so I went out with her driver instead. <laughs> nice this, Irish chap. It was this time that I found myself <laughs> saying, oh my God, I could eat 17,000 pieces of dim sum right now. <laughs> so I, I hired a car to take me down to Chinatown. And I said, you, you, and you. And I just pointed randomly at people. And I said, you people have more self-respect than the editors who work for me. So you are now my personal advisors. And by the way, do you think these 18 pairs of alligator shoes I bought in Thailand uh, look good next to my flat screen TV that I will never turn on? 75 pairs of ceramic nose Judy, hair you, 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 look, you, look you have a question? Well, I think a lot of our viewers, viewers, viewers. <laughs> we're on TV, right? Um, a lot Wait, of our. Li- I'm blind and I didn't know I <laughs> was hey, hey, Ivan, watching. Ivan, why do you like this joint? I mean, here, yeah, I here, think you guys here, need here, to smoke some marijuana here, right now. Like this, that really like this joint. No, that's illegal. Happens. We are not so, doing anything like that. So why would you say in your book that porn for women never works? I, I, I've seen porn movies for women, and I agree they don't work because the men are really fucking ugly. Well, is it? <laughs> and they're terrible. Well, Al, Al Goldstein used to say, always say to me, the difference between men and women is that um, around, women think that around every corner is some guy in a white knight on a white horse, a knight on a white horse, who's coming around the corner to save them. And men think around the next corner is a stewardess is going to come and blow them. That's yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's true. I don't think, I think that's that Jim, true. Jim says that's true. I think it's kind of that's I... reductive. But Larry Flintha <laughs> said the same same thing. Basically, he said if porn for women worked, I'd be doing it. Well, they, maybe no... they true. haven't figured out true. the right formula. Like there was a magazine called Sweet Action. I Granted, remember Sweet Action. It was for a very slim audience, but uh, I thought that worked. Well, describe what Sweet Action. Yeah, I never was. heard of that. One. I mean, I'm not familiar. And with I'm not that. slim either. So. <laughs> well, Sweet Action was full of like. Naked hipster boys. It was, it was oh, pretty good. Oh, you mean the, the like the the, the linguini armed? Yeah, I love that. I think I think Sharpie. Everyone recognizes that men are turned on or very easily visually stimulated. Fake uh, takes a little bit more. Vikings. Yeah, I've told, I've told for, all my friends. You, in your personal ad, you just need to show like a hint of cleavage. It doesn't matter if you're an A cup. Squish them together. Show like an inch of that line, and it's like a homing device. Not for chicks, though, when I run my personal ad. They don't like the No, cleavage. they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a generous 38 double D also. We like, we like a, little, um, tush, a little tush cleavage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got plenty of that. In the front, too, I've got it. <laughs> so, so, where are you? So, so Mike, um, next week is our Halloween show with Anna David, but after that, you're going to be on tour. Why don't you talk about your tour dates so, right. so people can jot them down? Why, thank you, Judy. Uh, dirty, dirty, like dirty, dirty on there, tour. Weedo, um, <laughs> <laughs> the dry uh, We're going to be at uh, the Word Bookstore in Brooklyn on November 2nd, next Wednesday, or a week from Wednesday. <laughs> then we're going to be in Detroit, Chicago. Uh, Port Huron, and then we're going to L.A., San Francisco, and beyond. All the dates are up at MikeEdison.com, cool. as well as the 3D trailer. And you can get free glasses. Free nice. 3D glasses. You don't really need them, though, if you're pretty wasted. You can, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can yeah. deal with If you're sitting in the, the studio with a few... Hey, look, a Jew is yeah. giving something away for free. Take well, it. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> You can sit on a hoppity ball naked. Oh, wait, wait, before time's out, though, I'll tell you this much. Mike, you were right. I hate Al Goldstein, and I, but I used to H-A-T capital E... <laughs> hey, Al Goldstein. Hey, Tay. Hey, right. Tay. You're right. Like now a I only H A T E italicize Al Goldstein. After reading your book, <laughs> your book made me not 
Capital I've, I've changed your hatred font. Yes, yes you have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you very much. caps to uh, lower but, 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 but Jeff, you, you always got along great with Al. I did because I was just one of the kind of people like he was. I was, you know, sort of brash. Like I said in the book, there, you know, a big family, Irish drunks, fighting all the time. I, I was pretty thick skin. I, like I say, we elevated dinner time torture to an art form. You know, with the. I mean, you know, there was never a dry eye in the house. I mean, Al, 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 was, <laughs> I, I mean, Al Goldstein is a, is, is a fucking minefield. I mean, there's no question. Well, no, I mean, you, you, I've known I him did. for many years. After about six years, I stepped on a mine one day, and I don't even remember what it was, but he yelled so loud that my hair blew back, and I was like, that's awesome. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it was like, 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 like an old Max Altape ad. <laughs> yeah, right? it was. No, he's blasted it me, was, and, you know, we've been friends for, you know, for years, and I've seen it happen, and um, I've seen him, like I said, like, just scream at people who are being kind to him, uh-huh. cut off every what... positive relationship he's ever fucking had in his yeah, life. How you. dare you be nice to me? That means you have less self-respect than I do for myself. Yeah. I hate you. I hate me. And ah! the, amazing thing, the amazing thing is like... Um, you don't have to be Jewish to work there, but it helps. Guilty. You just have to be guilty. That's all. Just don't just self-loathing. Self-loathing, guilty. That's all. Growing up in Brooklyn helps. All right, but a Screw Magazine, the best advertisement for anti-Semitism <laughs> so, so, ever. So, out of your pornographers that you profiled, I have to guess that Al would be your favorite. Yeah, he's the only character in the business, I think. Everybody else is just a business. Well, the great thing about Al Goldstein is he's he's honest to a fault, I and mean, what you see is what you get. He, I mean, he just. Just, just Al. There's no bullshit. There's no duplicity with Hefner. You, you know, with that guy, you need like a rake and a flashlight, it's right? All image. You know, and, yeah. and Bob Guccione, who I, you know, think did a lot of great stuff and doesn't get enough credit for, like, truly great photography. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's become a cliche this gauzy kind of Vaseline and lens kind of thing. But he invented that. It's amazing. Yeah. But then again, he's insane too, and you know, lost billions of dollars trying to build portable <laughs> nuclear reactors. Yeah. You know, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Is he Doctor No? I'm <laughs> going to build living in a hollowed out right? volcano and, and Caligula. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. In like today's one. money, it was like forty something, mm-hmm. forty plus mm-hmm. million dollars. He paid for it in cash. Who makes yeah. a fucking movie like that? Nobody. Going to your ATM machine and taking out forty million dollars. But you know what? He could have made money off of Caligula. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like if Larry. Right. I think Larry Flint is a very honest guy, and he's obviously the poster boy. Did you just say he didn't like him? No, Larry, I like him very oh, much. Okay. I like yeah. him very much. But like you said, he's a businessman. Oh, you yeah. Know? And he said to me straight up, he said, hey, if it were peanut butter, I'd still market it aggressively. Right. But I'm selling pussy, and that's the yeah. business I'm in. Yeah. And he says the smartest thing I ever did was open a casino. He's not sort of like leaning on this legacy. He's right. actually, and he was smart enough to see the internet coming, where the other guys, no, you know, Al either. just sort of blame, yeah. you know, Al's got that blame it on everybody else thing. Hefters, mm-hmm. I mean, he just, you know, he sold. His, he tried to buy his business back, but he had to, really it's owned by a hedge fund. I mean, it's really sad. It's a sad fucking story. Yeah, he was almost done. Guccione died yeah. broke. Al's in a hospital right. bed. Um, but I, I love broke. Al. You know, I, I really, really, really do uh, love Al, and I think he's a. Uh, you know, he's tragic and heroic. Yeah, yeah I'll agree yeah. with you there. You agree with he's me there? It's begrudgingly. Story. What's going on, McGuire? You haven't said much today. Well, it's. I really, I, you know. What the I, hell's I, up with you, you goddamn Irish woman? How come you're not I, talking I was, about I was in awe of our guests. Alright, once again, it's been the Mike and Judy show. Live a, from her Go dirty, by Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. dirty. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com 
well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.